0: answer as always i'm your host jordan hayler and with me my co-host darren durham and darren forgive me for not asking how you're doing today uh it's it's a tough afternoon a tough uh, early evening here around the bluegrass as uh for what a couple hour and a half two hours removed from the cat season ending and then overtime. Lost to Auburn in in the Elite Eight. Uh, Darren, how was uh what were your thoughts, at the conclusion of the game? Now that you had a little time to kinda of sit there and uh and, and contemplate uh the performance today and, and how the season ended. It's
1: just
2: uh I don't know. I just didn't see it going this way. I think i expected us to lose uh, to Wofford last week before I thought we'd lose this one. But uh, it's disappointing for sure. Uh, I mean, if we play marginally better, we win that game. So, yeah, it's been kind of – it's just been a very disappointing day, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it was tough, you know. The it was really a tale of two halves, yeah. and really not even two halves. The first fifteen, sixteen minutes of the game, uh, everything went Kentucky's way. They kind of dominated. Um, Auburn made a run there at the end to to close the gap. Uh, going into the first half, going into halftime, and then coming out of the break, just something just seemed to flip and. Auburn picked up the intensity on defense uh, and they started hitting felt like everything they put up there for a few minutes and, and and Kentucky just couldn't do it offensively anymore. Uh at the end of the day defense was really solid. Um I mean holding Auburn to seventy seven points including overtime is a, a win. Uh, I think Auburn only hit seven threes on the day. You know, if you look at those numbers you're like, You'd, you'd expect a Kentucky victory. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go that way. Uh, Bryce Brown and, and Jared Harper just kind of took over in the second half and, and did whatever they wanted to do. I think the two of them combined for 50 points in this game. And, uh, you know, on, on the shoulders of P.J. Washington, Kentucky tried, but it, uh, it ultimately just was not enough. Uh what uh, what were your thoughts on, on PJ's performance and, and, and where did you just think things went wrong?
2: I mean, obviously PJ had, you know, I, I guess you just have to call it a heroic performance. I mean, he did everything in his power, you know, to will this team to one more win and kind of like last year, just if him alone wasn't enough. Um, honestly I don't know what went wrong from watching enough of this team over the season I think the worst thing that could have happened to them was to come out and dominate Auburn for 10 minutes to start the game because I feel like they just tend to just go on cruise control if they, they feel like they're kind of having their way with somebody and it kind of seemed that's To me, it felt like that's kind of where we went after we got up a bit. Um, You know, some of the defensive intensity and things like that was lacking. And, you know, guys started to kind of take some crazy shots and and do some things that you don't really do if you're dialed in. Um, I mean, you could just see the difference. When we came down the ball – or I'm sorry, the court with the ball – how sticky you know those Auburn defenders were right up in everybody's faces the whole time, it just seemed like Kentucky's guys were still i don't know kind of playing a uh, at a at a slower speed than those guys were, so you know it kind of looked like Auburn wanted it more in some ways
1: yeah
0: I, it it was really weird, you know that they Auburn's defensive intensity just picked up to the point where the Cats just looked lost on offense for, for stretches of time in the second half, and um, and the, the turnovers just continued to pile up, poor shots, the inability to, to pull down an offensive rebound, um, just all kind of piled on, piled on, piled on, and, and give Auburn credit for capitalizing. They got out in transition. They hit big shots uh you know, they did what they needed to do to win the game when when their backs were against the wall, they kinda of flipped that switch and um, were able to to like I said, make the plays they needed to make and, and and force us into some bad decisions and and come out and, and hit the shots and do what they needed to do. Um you know, over over the course of the game 'cause they never got in flow on offense really. Um, I mean, other than the the miraculous P.J. pull-up three at the top of the key in overtime when the game was practically over, Kentucky didn't hit an outside shot in the second half or overtime other than that one. Um, You know, we're 5 of 21 from three, 12 of 21 from the free throw line, including of those nine misses, a couple of them were the front end of one-and-ones, so you can almost count those as two misses. Um, that just doesn't add up to to win in the game, you know, uh, especially when you add in the 14 turnovers um, to Auburn's nine, and just not great execution. Uh, they said P.J. had a great game. He he, he played well. He, you know, he missed five free throws. Um hauled in 13 rebounds and then poured in 28 points over the course of his 37 minutes off the bench. Um, and, you know, really got nothing out of the other bigs, uh, EJ and Nick especially. You know, Reed, Reed had some good moments. Uh, Auburn kind of took Tyler Hero away. He never really got in a groove, couldn't make any shots. Ashton Hagans turned the ball over numerous times. And, and, and Kelton Johnson just couldn't couldn't get much going when when he when he got space to get a shot off, just couldn't really hit him. So it's tough. Uh Darren, I don't know about you, but I kinda just had that feeling that it was going south in the early in the second half when I saw the um, Kiki kid get wheeled out in the wheelchair to the sideline uh, after not being in the arena in the first half. It just kinda felt like it was their moment. Um and 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 they were going to play inspired basketball, and and they certainly did.
2: That was so contrived. <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm sure if this was on the if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd be eating it up. But like they made a point at the beginning of the broadcast to talk about how Okiki was not at the arena and he was watching the game at the team hotel with his family and all this stuff. And then during halftime, they're like, we've received word. They're wheeling him from the hotel. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. That whole thing was kind of, I
0: don't don't. (laughs) know. Yeah, you know, I feel awful for for the young man, you know, that he's heard and, and all that and, and I don't want to take anything away from that. But uh but yeah it just kinda of felt like that I agree. <laughs> just some extent it felt like um I had, a, I had a, a buddy of mine text me and they did it and I and I don't know if you're gonna get this reference. I hope you do, but he they called it uh he called it Auburn's uh Jason Street moment. Um where they oh, where they haul oh, I mean, like yeah, yeah, you know, where they pull out their, their leader, their guy, and he's hurt, and they rally around that and pull the inspiration and come out and win the game. And, you know, I had, on Friday when when he went down and saw that gruesome injury, I uh, just had that feeling. I was like, man, they are going to come out. They are going to play inspired basketball because they did the rest of that game against North Carolina They. Mm-hmm. There was still seven eight minutes to go when he went out of the game, and it was it was still a game at that point. You know they hadn't buried North Carolina yet, but they did, and I was like, well, at that point, when when you just pull away after you see that, mm-hmm. your your mentality is just right, and so I I was concerned that they were going to come out with that edge, and uh, I knew we'd have to be on our A game to to stop these guys, and unfortunately, it just didn't happen. Um, like I said, it was just a a not good performance all the way around. Um once again the season ends at the hands of dominant guard play which has been a weakness of, of Caliperi teams for, for ten years. Um, you know whether it was Kimball Walker and Shabazz Napier with UConn uh those are really the ones that stand out, but, uh, but superior yeah. guard play tends to be issues um, in the tournament for for Kentucky teams, um, and was again the case today. I mean, Harper and Brown are great players, and they put their team on their back and carried them and won the game. Um, overall, there is just how do you, how do you feel looking back on the season, where it came from, where it is. How does how does this fit with you? Um, like I said, just like an hour and a half or so removed from it being over.
2: Um I mean, it's kinda the story of the season to me. Um, flashes of brilliance with long interjected fits of inconsistencies. Um, you know, for every for every Auburn blowout that we have a Arkansas game or, you know, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, and then I know that some, a lot of that probably, you know, where somebody, somebody's just waiting to jump and, you know, well, we're young. You know, we're, we 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 do that on purpose. So it is what it is. Um, we're also obviously the most talented team in most of the games we play. So, I, going into the tournament, I didn't expect a title. When they won on uh, – when they beat Houston, I let myself believe we were maybe going to the title. But if I go – to be honest, if I'm being honest with myself, going into this, I never expected a title to, um, with the team that we have just because we don't really have like that third piece, I, I don't think. Um, you know, you knew what you were getting from PJ. You kind of knew what you were getting from Reed, but it's not going to be the scoring kick. And then, honestly, in the tournament, besides defensively, Tyler Hero kind of disappeared. Keldon pretty much played as himself the whole time, but, you know, it's, I'm not surprised by the result today. I'm I'm disappointed, obviously, because we, we had it there for the taking, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I, I try to keep myself uh I'm trying to keep myself grounded with the idea that a hundred 100, 150 hundred hundred fifty other programs would kill to be in our position at any given time so you know you can't get that spoiled Kentucky fan oh well title only final fours and titles matter you know um, kind of attitudes I don't I don't believe that's true but it's still disappointing when you know you were probably the better team today and you
0: you just let it slip with mistakes, basically. Yeah, uh, this one stings, and it's gonna sting for a little while, you know. Especially uh, the next week, it's gonna be really tough. Um, it's gonna be tougher if, if, if Duke comes back from the, this two-point deficit in these last few minutes and beats Michigan State and potentially goes on to win the title. Um, I think it'll sting a lot more. Um, yeah, you know, overall, I, I'm with you. I don't view seasons that you don't go to the final four as a failure. Um, I think this one is a little like last year is pretty disappointing in the sense that the path wasn't, wasn't hard to get there. Um, I mean, no disrespect to Abilene, Christian, Wofford, Houston or Auburn, but the talent level is not near the same with any of those teams as it is. With, with Kentucky and and due to that, you know, he should should have been in the Final Four. That's um, it's one thing if they have to go through, you know, Cincinnati as their seventh seed and then Purdue as their three seed and Carolina or Virginia or something like that. And and you know, already, you know, at the end of the day we didn't play a power five team until the elite eight and it was a power five team. The last time we played them, we beat them by 30, <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I mean, no disrespect to those teams. You know, they're, they're all very good teams are in the tournament for a reason. I mean, every team we played won their conference uh, or conference tournament and it just flipped away. It's, it hurts when you know you're better. It's, it's one thing I'm with you. I didn't, When this draw came out, I didn't necessarily expect Kentucky to go to the Final Four, but I thought they'd be losing to North Carolina today. Um, And I I thought they'd lose to a team that was just better. And that was just on the floor better uh, that day and better overall. Um, Auburn was better today, but they're not a better team. You know, and that sounds stupid to say, and then some people think that's dumb to say, but... That's the reality of it is they're a very good basketball team. They're a very tough basketball team, obviously. They've won like 11 or 12 straight games. Now they're in the Final Four. You know, they have a 25% chance of winning a national championship. But they are not a better team than Kentucky is, you know. Um, I don't know about you. I'll root for them to to go on the rest of the way because why not? They're not dislikable. I, I like Bruce Pearl. I know a lot of people around Kentucky don't. Um, I think their players are likable. I think they have a good story. They are as close to a Cinderella as we're going to get in this tournament. Um, so I'll root for them the rest of the way. You know, nobody wants to see Virginia play Duke for a national championship anyway. <laughs> you know, uh, looking back on the season, I mean, where it started with the thirty-four point loss to Duke to where it ended, but I think it's a win in the long run because. After that loss to Duke, the fan base was so down. I want to think back to that week, Darren. Kentucky hosts Georgia in football for an opportunity to go to the SEC championship game. And really just got smacked around. I mean honestly. Two days later, three days later, opening basketball game of the year, play Duke, lose by thirty four. Four or five days later, head down to Knoxville, play a not-as-good Tennessee football team, and get absolutely smacked around. Worst performance of the year. Those were really rough seven days, don't you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough time to be a part of this fan base for sure.
0: And just to think as how far we came, not as a, as a program, as both programs. I mean, the football team obviously turned it around. We did a lot of talk about that, you know, went through the, won, won the Citrus Bowl, won 10 games. Um the basketball team turned it around, played some incredible basketball through January and February, um, had some down moments, um, pulled out some gutsy wins in this tournament. And, you know, you thought, man, PJ's back, they're playing well, they're, they're, They're going to do this. the The path is opened up. They're going to the Final Four. They got They got a real shot here, and it just didn't happen. Um, You know, I don't view it as a failure. I view it as a disappointment. Like I said, it's one that's going to sting. This was a fun team to watch. At the end of the day, Uh, they got a lot of guys that now have decisions to make as far as their futures are concerned. Um, Although I absolutely hate. Media members who, who go in these locker rooms after these losses and just start talking to guys about what they're going to do. And are, are you going pro? Are you coming back? It's just, to me, to me, it's just the utmost level of disrespect that you can do to these guys. Um, I don't know how you feel, Darren, but walking into a locker room to an 18, 19 year old, you know, 10 minutes after they their season ended in, in heartbreaking fashion, asking them what their future holds, that just bothers me. But, I guess that's the world
2: we live in these days. I mean, I think it's the world Kentucky lives in these days. Um, we kind of set ourselves up for that. So it doesn't bother me per se. I mean, it, it obviously you gotta kind of, you kind of gotta be a little heartless. But I, I've never understood why the you know, CBS cameras need to go in and catch people crying. So I, I don't think it's any better or worse. And, and I, okay. I will say this. I don't know what they think they're going to get in the post locker room with that question. Cause they're never, nobody ever gives them a straight answer. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Obviously they,
0: I mean, I get it to their job. Um, but yeah, like, what are you going to, what do you expect? Um, what, well, what do you expect a 18 year old to say? When well, I mean, it's, it's literally one of the worst moments of their lives. Like they're sitting there, they're upset. They don't want to think about it. They, they have a process to go through They're They're, they're, you know, and I don't know. It's just, I get it. It's the world we live in. It's the world we've chosen to live in at Kentucky. Um, but it's—I don't know—I just don't like it. I know it's not going away, but uh, you know, it is what it is. I refuse to watch those interviews anymore because I just can't take it <laughs> watching. <laughs> I can't sit there and watch these kids, you know, pour their hearts out and and, and cry and all that right after this is over because you can—you can just feel the emotion, and it's—it's and, um, not a fun thing to to be around and it's unfortunate that they have to experience it and the people around them have to experience it and, um, props to those kids for sitting up there in front of the camera, you know, and, and answering the questions. we well, not, not necess- not just about their futures, but about the game and about everything else that they've gone through. So that's off to every one of them, um, for, for sitting up there and,
1: and taking it and doing what they, uh, and doing, doing what they have to
0: do. But, you know, moving forward, Darren, what's your uh, what's your interest in the Final Four next week? I know it's obviously not as high as it would be, but uh, do we, is that a yeah. rooting interest for you?
2: I mean, I I don't know. It depends on what time it's on. <laughs> I'm not going to like, Friday night I had to work Saturday, I stayed up, yeah, obviously, to like, 12.30 watching that game. Um, I guess go Texas Tech because I don't want really to care for any of the other teams. I mean, Auburn's okay, I guess. I don't really give one away or the other with Virginia. It's obviously, that's, like, that team that everybody loves to brag on now. So, I guess it would be funny if they ended up winning it. But, uh, I don't know. Duke's going to win. We all know Duke's going to win. I don't know why we're – like, kidding ourselves at this point. Well,
0: Darren, it's wonderful that you mentioned Duke because once they come back from commercial, we have another 43 seconds of basketball where Duke is up one, Michigan State with the ball, and just called a timeout.
2: So oh, they're going to get means. a charge. <laughs> they're, if they're, you well, like- they're.
0: If you liked my commentary of the end of the Central Florida game, get ready because oh, we're no gonna be having God. it again.
2: <laughs> you know, Actually, I, I guess the way this uh, this is gone. There was gonna be a a short jumper at the buzzer that's gonna rim out. Is what I. Oh yeah, think. I
0: mean, I mean the dude. At, can we talk about the dude at Virginia Tech for a second? I mean, how? I mean that was wide open. At least the dude at Central Florida was contested. <laughs> The poor kid for Virginia Tech just missed a wide open layup, mm-hmm. but
2: uh,
0: oh, Michigan State hits a three with 34 seconds left there of 68-66. Uh, All right, there,
2: here, here, we comes, go. here comes
0: here comes Zion and go. one. All right, R.J. Barrett has the ball, right wing gets the screen, comes up and tie. Or uh, Trey Jones just holding the ball, Zion, uh, Zion has it on the left wing. 15 seconds. Kicks it to RJ for a 3, comes up short. Out of bounds, Michigan State ball, 8.4 left, Spartans up 2.
2: Oh my god, it could really happen. Maybe I believe I think they're going to review it. Of course they are. Come
0: on. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be Duke ball. This is going to be this is going to be Duke ball. <laughs> you got Cam Reddish and, and and our boy McQuaid. I don't know his first name. The white boy on Michigan State were fighting for the ball. And uh it looked like it went off McQuaid and, and, and hit the out of bound line. So Duke is going to have the ball, I mean, barring something crazy. Uh Duke's gonna have the ball at eight seconds down sixty eight sixty six, I think it was, or sixty six, sixty four, I couldn't tell you 6866
2: uh it it's you know hey here
0: we go man it's, it's going to be, be a
2: zion dunk and one for the win
0: <laughs> you know dude i know we're we're sitting here and there was just a long pause and that's terrible terrible podcast but uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that. I'm still trying to comprehend what's happening here. Uh, that shot, I mean, Duke lost the shooter, and uh, I don't even know who hit the shot, honestly, because I have no sound on. Um, it, oh, my gosh, Michigan State just has to grab this ball, and it's over. Uh, and actually, they're probably going to put some time back on the clock. Maybe Duke might have a closer to nine seconds. Um Looks like we're, we're still in a timeout. Um, Darren, don't don't tell me they're gonna pull off another miracle here. <laughs> you know it's coming. Okay, can you give me a prediction on what's gonna happen? Just tell me what's gonna happen here in these last I'm
2: eight seconds. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, it's a Zion and one, and he's gonna nail the free throw, and Michigan State's gonna miss their, you know, buzzer beater. <laughs>
0: Should I tell you that, that my day will be not 100% turned around, but maybe <laughs> 75% turned around if Michigan State wins this game? Oh, okay. Is that bad? I feel like it's kind of sad. That but is pretty bad, that's way, But that's where we're at now,
2: you know? Like, if you had said, like, 25%, like, it makes it sting a little less. I'd, I'd agree with you. But, like, you're saying most of the way better as long as Duke loses. And that's not helpful. No,
0: no, no. But here's <laughs> But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think back to 2010 – in 2015, two years where the title was Kentucky's, the best team was Kentucky. That's not necessarily the case this year, but we had a real shot. In 2010, the John Wall team, we were the best team. In 2015, the 38-1 team, we had the best team. Duke won both of those titles, and that that stings for fans more than if some other BS school had won. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But so. If Duke wins this title, then that's almost like a third one that could have really been ours that's unfortunately not. And and, and so it's it's not so much about, you know, it still sucks that we lost, but somebody else can win the title. I'll go for it. All right, here we go. Duke go to inbound the ball under their basket, 8.4 to go, down to Michigan State. Trey Jones has the ball, hits it into RJ on the wing. He's attacking the basket. He gets fouled. Of course he gets fouled. He's going to the line for two free throws with five point two seconds left.
2: So he's gonna see, miss was it a foul? One for a Dion for a Zion dunk.
0: Oh yeah, he got <laughs> he got mugged. That's a good foul. That's that's clean. I I pretty I do agree with the call. <laughs> it's not like Zion against Central Florida where he shoved the guy and then got the foul call. On the year R.J. is a 66% free throw shooter. Three of four today. Steps to the line. And he, he misses the first. No way. He has to miss the second. He has got to miss the second. Stepping up to the line. All right, he's got the ball. couple dribbles. And here he goes. Misses the second. No, he made it. He needed to miss it, and he made it. Michigan State didn't bounce the ball. They get fouled, 4.7 to go. Cassius Winston heading to the line. Michigan State up one. This is going to be a very long five seconds. I apologize, but my goodness. Yeah, Darren, he he missed the first one. He then tried to miss the second one. He basically threw it at the front of the rim, and then it, it bounced up. It bounced up off the front of the rim and went in. <laughs> RJ Barrett did everything he could to miss it. Oh, and, and it looks like Michigan State was not was not in the bonus. So there's four point seven left. They have the ball up one. They're gonna inbound it. Uh get the ball inbounded. Cash is Winston on a breakaway, and Michigan State does it. Sixty-eight, sixty-seven,
1: Duke. Goes home. Wow.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I was responding uh, wow. to our fearless leader there. Well.
0: Magic Johnson is celebrating in the stand. The Spartans have done it. 68, 67. Goodbye, Blue Devils. The luck of the devil has run out. Satan has come to collect. Oh goodness! And 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 I'll I'll be human here for a second. Trey Trey Jones is on the floor sobbing. RJ Barrett had tears in his eyes. So did Zion. Really tough to see for those guys. I I dislike everything about Duke, but my goodness, these guys, competitors to no end. Always tough to see to see guys' seasons end. The same thing we we're just saying about Kentucky. Hate hate seeing eighteen-year-olds cry. The absolute worst. So, wait,
2: wait, um, wait, wait, do you care if they're on the other team and they cry?
0: Yeah, I, I dislike it all around. It's not. I don't like us putting cameras in the face of eighteen-year-olds crying. That's a that's a end of discussion thing with me. What,
2: I mean, um, what what if they were like what if they say for Louisville? I'm just saying.
0: I still don't like it. I don't okay. like I was it, wondering Yeah, no, it's across the board for me. I d I comp I dislike so much when these things end on these tournaments um where where these kids are are in tears on the floor in the locker room and uh and cameras and microphones are shut up in their face. It can be Louisville, it can be Duke, it can be Tennessee, it can be whoever. Uh, you know, it can be Podunk State. I it sucks all the way around.
2: No dunks. No. So, so at least I'm consistent, right? So, yeah, no, uh, no, 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 no. Well, now nobody cares what happens next week.
0: <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, can we get a
2: Texas Tech yes. Auburn Texas Day. Tech National <laughs> I won the Texas Tech National Championship now. Yeah, I'd, like I want
0: them. They right. do can Cal into the final four. The so that, that you're, you know what? thats Chris Beard could replace Cal at Kentucky in a few years, especially if he goes and wins a title now at Texas mm-hmm. Tech. Um and I'll tell you them and Michigan State will be a competitive game. Two defensive teams play that slower style of basketball. It'll be a game. And and you know, it's not it's not Michigan State walk into the title game here. It'll be It'll be something to see. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be real with you, Darren. I will watch the Final Four now.
1: <laughs>
0: wait, Before wait, wait. You know, so, the last the last two hours of my life, I was not going to watch the Final Four if Duke was in it. But I, I can watch it now because I can truly watch it, and I cannot care. I can truly music, not care and and who wins. It. I okay. can sit there and enjoy any oh of these God. four teams winning a title. I, I mean, let's just, story let's just think about the storyline. Let's just think about it. Tom Izzo is an elite coach, and after all – we didn't even talk about all the all, – we did a little bit – all the ridiculousness of people getting mad at him for screaming at a player
2: two weeks ago. Like, yeah, but there's so much – crazy stuff going on at the university. I can't, I can't want them to
0: win. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole other situation that we're not going to talk about right now. But Tom is an elite coach, an elite program. Texas Tech, never been there before. Virginia, coming off a year where they lost to a 16 seed, the first one seed to ever do it. And, and they haven't been to the Final Four since the 1980s. And Auburn, never been to the Final Four, lost arguably their best player to a season-ending injury. Just two days ago, I mean, these are great storylines. These are four teams that have battled adversity, that have battled tough roads to get here. Um, You know, I mean, Michigan State won their conference tournament on Selection Sunday and was rewarded with being the two-seed in Duke's region. So take that, Selection Committee you know i i i can truly watch this final four next week and not and not care who wins i can just watch and hope for good basketball enjoy these last three games of of one of the best sports we have in the best month of the year and enjoy it and have a good time what, what about you can you do you understand what i'm saying
2: No, I totally get the appeal of what you're saying is to be able to watch and not have any kind of actual vested interest one way or the other. I I totally get that. Um, And it seems so rare to be in that position, especially for Kentucky basketball fans, because, well, if Kentucky's not in it, there's usually someone that we hate in it. So, I mean, really this – I don't know if you call Michigan State really a blue blood, blood, but but they've been pretty good for a while, right? But this is the first one in a while that hasn't hasn't really had anybody. Sure. But, like, if you think about it, like the Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, like that that triumvirate, if you will, like none of them are there. And so it's just going to be interesting – It'll be interesting to see what kind of ratings it pulls, actually.
0: I mean, if you name off, I mean, just off the top of my head, and then tell me if you agree, disagree to your extent of of college basketball historical knowledge here. If you just read off top programs in college basketball, I mean, in, in no, not particular order, but you have Duke, you have Kentucky, you have North Carolina, you have Kansas, you have UCLA, you have Indiana, you have Louisville. You know, you probably have, I mean, Michigan State is up there. You have Connecticut for the, over the last 20 years. You have Villanova over the past 10 years, five years. You know, that's 10 schools, and you only really named one that's in this final four. I mean, Virginia has been a, a good team these last handful of years. Now. Tony, Tony, been a good coach. You know, Tom Nizzo always has Michigan State in the conversation, but. You know, they, they haven't won a title in a long time. Obviously, Texas Tech and Auburn are not basketball schools. <laughs> you know, they have not been there before. Um, and who knows if either of those schools ever gets back there. So, you're right. It'll be interesting to see what the ratings are. Um, I I think the casual fan will not watch because there's no attraction. There's no draw. I mean, there's no Duke. There's no... Lucky, there's no North Carolina, like you said, there, there, and there's one, there's one one seed in this Final Four, and it's Virginia. Um, the one seed Definitely that was good. losing to Gardner Webb at halftime of their first game of the tournament and only beat a 12-seeded Oregon team by four. And I, don't, I still don't know how Virginia beat Purdue yesterday. I mean, by all logic, they should have lost. Can you imagine this Final Four if it was Michigan State, Texas Tech, Purdue in Auburn? My goodness. What, is, what would that even look like? Um, <laughs> you know, a tournament that was boring for a few weeks, for the first weekend, for the most part, has turned really exciting. And I, and I think we have a lot of fun storylines to watch here going into the Final Four. Um, you're right, the, the common fans probably not going to watch um Ratings will more than likely be lower because obviously, at the end of the day, NCAA they want they would they wanted this Final Four, honestly, be Duke against Gonzaga and Virginia against either North Carolina or Kentucky. That's what they wanted well, yeah, because that's what you should want, and, but they didn't get that. <laughs> Instead, you got Michigan State and Texas Tech, the Christmas game. Green versus red and the Battle of the Orange and Virginia against uh, Auburn, the Battle of Orange and blue <laughs> yeah it uh it'll be a very interesting final four. I'm glad that we got to experience this final four um this is the solidifying of the final four together on this podcast
1: <laughs>
0: uh. I'm just truly in shock still that, that, that dude did not pull this off. So I'll let you retract on your earlier statement, Darren, go ahead, eat some crow.
2: What about the Duke's going to win? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just felt like the way the season rolled out, the fix was in. I'm not going to lie. I have to ask you a quick question and I promise you all, I don't follow this account on Twitter someone retweeted it into my timeline. I probably should have it muted, but occasionally I just want to know what bad takes look like. But are you sure you don't run the Barstool UK account? Because they're, they're I just talking about how their day, idea. their day, their day just got better. It, it made the, it, made it better that UK lost the Duke also lost. And I just thought of that and I was like, you know what? Jordan's over there talking to me. <laughs> tapping out his messages on the Barstool UK account. You know, two hours fresh off of telling Ashton Higgins he needs to transfer, apparently.
0: Well, I would never tell. Ashton Higgins needs to stay at Kentucky for a second year. That's what he needs to do. Um, No, I do not run the Barstool UK account. Um, I run my own account at Jordan underscore haler seven. Um, occasionally I'll tweet from the FDK podcast, but main, mainly you're doing that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but it does. And I honestly, amazingly, I do think that is how this fan base feels to some extent, um, right or wrong. When one of your biggest rivals loses on the same day you do, it makes you feel a little bit better. I mean, think about it there. Okay. If, if on the day of the Citrus Bowl, Okay, let's just play hypothetical here for a 2nd So, play super hypothetical. College football playoff 2023. Okay. Kentucky is playing against Michigan State. And Louisville is playing against, I don't know, Alabama or Georgia. Let's go Georgia.
2: Hold on. So theoretically, you're saying that theoretically we we won the SEC. Yeah,
0: we um, and Louisville are both
2: in in the in the playoffs. We won the
0: SEC, which helped Georgia as a one loss team, or I don't know, or maybe Alabama. Let's go back to Alabama. Whatever. Just don't try to get fricked about it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just naming teams. Short short end of the stick, Kentucky. And Louisville are both in the college football playoffs, not playing each other. And Kentucky plays the first game and loses. You're not going to be happier if Louisville then loses the second game. It's not going to make your day better. I think it's different. How's it different? And here's
2: why. Here's here's why. One, Louisville and Kentucky is a real rivalry where the people on both sides hate each other. Or hate the other Duke and or, Kentucky uh, is they a real
0: rival. Duke Kentucky basketball is a
2: my real understanding bad. is people at Duke don't give a crap about Kentucky.
0: Oh, that's not that's not the case. I mean,
2: okay. Duke Kentucky, I think fans, Kentucky fans are, are, are hmm. still mad about Christian Leitner thirty years later, and they've created this rivalry. twenty seven because we 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 love to hate things anyway, and that's fine. There's nothing okay. wrong with that. I will concede.
0: The Kentucky fans hate Duke more than Duke fans hate Kentucky, but there's still hatred on both sides and, dis, and disdain on both sides. Because at the end of the day, more than anything in, in, in basketball, there are really three schools that are vying for the greatest. And it's Kentucky Duke and North Carolina. And, and, I know UCLA has the most championships, but they were all won by John Wooden back in the day, and it's irrelevant. And and Kansas is fine. They win a lot of games, but they never win titles. Kentucky has eight titles. Carolina and Duke both have six, or, or Carolina's got six, Duke has five. You know, another Duke title pulls them another one closer. Basketball is obviously different than football, but uh, it's nice and relieving to an extent when your rival, one of your rivals, a team that you hate, doesn't have an opportunity to get closer to you in a historical context. Okay, I think if we were in that football situation, you would feel some joy. If you watched I would, earlier in the day, I Kentucky would, I lose, would 100%, and then you saw would, Louisville lose, you'd be happier about it. I'm not saying it I makes your day, but it would turn it around a little bit.
2: It's different, though, because if Kentucky, has, in the scenario you've cooked up, Kentucky loses, and then Louisville wins in that scenario, then you have to see them in your life. They're all around you. Duke fans are these just things you hear about. I don't, I don't walk down the street and see people pumping their chests out because they, they're a Duke fan.
0: So no one's ever actually seen a Duke fan, have they?
2: <laughs>
0: no. Do, do they even exist?
2: I'm sure they do. And they all have pocket protectors and <laughs> like the same haircut. And they all live in Raleigh, Durham or whatever. But it would be a very different situation. I'm glad Duke lost but it doesn't make us losing make any better to me, I guess.
0: Well, I guess, I guess what I mean is it doesn't, it doesn't make our loss hurt any less. It just makes me not as sad. I, I still, when I'm thinking about, when when I'm thinking about Kentucky's basketball season, it's still sad. It's still upsetting. It's still disappointing. Just in the way today ended, but as a whole, my Sunday is a little bit better as I sit here and watch Michigan State players climb this ladder and cut down this net than it would be if if uh, if I'd had to see Duke guys do it. You know? And I'm not going to apologize to you for that, Darren.
2: It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see Zion's weirdly shaped body crawl up a ladder either. <laughs> like, I will say it is
0: a sad day for college basketball in the sense that we will probably never see Zion a, a guy like Zion Williamson play college basketball again.
2: No, he should um, be a tight
0: end. He, he he should be Khalil Mack is what uh, he should be at defensive end is what uh, Tom Izzo said before the game. <laughs> Did you hear those
2: comments? That's fair. That's fair. They, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure he has the athleticism for that. Because if you see him run up and down the, like I understand he's like weirdly athletic, but it just he doesn't look like he's a sudden guy. You know what I mean? So that's what I think of when I yeah. think of a guy that's a pass rusher. But. Yeah, no, he has the body He'd be a right. mean
0: defensive tackle though.
2: He'd be a mean Yeah, defensive I would say tackle. you put his hand in the dirt then you then you're uh you're you're getting me to buy in on this. But uh yeah, man. Like that guy should be playing basketball. He's only doing it cuz this is what he loves. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's going to make millions of dollars doing it too. But if you were just going off of like that guy's body type, everybody would go, "Oh, that's a football player."
0: Yeah, you know, it is it just is it's
2: the NBA is going to do away with the
0: one and done rule. And these top guys are going to go to, are going to go to the pros and and a guy like Zion. We haven't seen a guy like Zion since LeBron. And and that was 17 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, so they, they come around every once in a while and and we will probably never see another one in college basketball. And and in that instance, it's kind of sad. Um, I'm, like I said, he, he chose to go to Duke, which I can't stand. And so I'm not upset that they're out of the tournament, but you know, people, uh, even I, I hate Duke and I hate him almost as much as anybody, but, uh, he, he's a hell of a talent. And he's a hell of a guy to watch play the game. Um, and so it's, uh, his, his college basketball career is all but over. Um, <laughs> Although I guarantee the first question he's asked is, are you going pro? Which I still have a problem with. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that he is going to go to the NBA. I mean, duh. What else would he do? That still doesn't give you a right to ask it to him, and you shouldn't ask it to him. Um, and and we'll never get to see him on a college basketball floor again. And and so hopefully people enjoyed their year of of watching him and, and the amazing things he can do. Um, and, and now we'll go see what he can do in the NBA. Um, but more than anything, Darren, this is, this is just going to, this season and this final four is going to be fuel for the anti one and done people, um, with four teams of non one and done philosophies, um, in the final four headed to Minneapolis, obviously senior and junior late junior and senior laden teams. One of them is going to win the title, um, With that being said, I would like to point out that there are still only two schools out of 350-plus that employ the one-and-done style. Employ was a really bad word. But use the (laughs) one-and-done style. I retract the word employ. No one's employing anybody. (laughs) Uh, Duke and Kentucky are the only teams that use the one-and-done style extensively. and Therefore, they have a slim shot of winning the title. So, yes, junior and senior-laden teams are typically going to win. Um, however, the two teams that do it are in the Elite Eight. So, it can work. Um, but, anyway. Aaron, what were, what were your thoughts on, uh, obviously, Zion's career ending, uh, college career ending, and... Uh, and what he was to watch.
2: I mean, he was certainly a spectacle to behold. I mean, he really was, I mean, a dominant force in, in the sport, um, you know, as the guy that doesn't watch that much of it. I kind of got tired of hearing his name, but that that is what it is. It's how star players end up. So, you know, of course he's going to the NBA, and he's going to make millions of dollars, and Mikey probably still owes him some money for that shoe situation. But, uh, you know, good for him. You know, he he made a brand. Not only did he play basketball for a year, but he really built a brand. You know what I mean? And, I mean, for crying out loud, they had a Zion cam like when the dude was even when the dude was out injured they spent half the coverage just like showing him sitting there in his polo cuz he always wore a polo buttoned all the way up for some reason just whatever he was doing um you know obviously they they wouldn't do that if there wasn't a uh, a draw for that so good for him he's a, he's going to be a star
1: I want to just say something
0: oh boy, real comes. quick. That's flipping it a little bit, but no, no, no. I think you're going to, I think you'll agree with this too. Cause a lot of the, this is what's going on out there in the social media world right now, but it's not going to go on there on ESPN. It's not going to go on there in the, it's not going to, it's not going to be something you hear from any non Kentucky person. An okay. hour and a half ago began the barrage of hatred and, tearing down of John Calipari as a basketball coach. As it does every single year that they fail to win a title. It's nonstop. Cal is overrated. He's a terrible coach. He's been here all these years. He has all this talent. He never wins. He's got one title. Yada, yada, yada. Show me the tweets about Coach K. Is Coach K as the best player In college basketball. Maybe the best player in college basketball history and Zion Williamson. He has three top five draft picks. Something Cal's never even had, mind you. And by far had the most talented team in America. Not even close. Duke was more talented than everyone else and they did not make the Final Four. Where is the underachieving and overrated talk about Coach K? Because if you're going to say it about John Calipari, and that's fine if that's your position, that is fine. I am not in that camp, but there are people out there who are. If you're going to jump on John Calipari for not making the Final Four and not winning numerous titles when he has all this talent, then you damn sure better do the same thing about Coach K In this Duke team. Because they far and away had the most talent. They far and away had the best player. They probably had the best two players on the floor in every single game they played this entire season. Minus the few games Zion was hurt. And they failed to make the Elite Eight. They failed to make the Final Four. And they damn sure failed. They they nearly failed to make it out of the second round. And they nearly failed to make it out of the Sweet 16. And they finally failed to make it out of the Elite Eight. My personal opinion, Kay's a great coach. I would not rag on him, personally, from my perspective, as failing. But all these national media members out there who rag on John Calipari quote-unquote failing year after year after year, that he doesn't win a title. Write the articles about Duke. Write the tweets about Duke. Go on your radio shows and call Coach K a failure, just like you did to John Calipari an hour and a half ago. Darren, you know what? They're not going to
1: do it. Because they love Coach K. And they hate Coach Cal.
0: Agree? Disagree? I mean... Think I'm crazy?
2: No, I don't think you're crazy, of course. I mean, that's always been that narrative. But, I mean... Look, man. If Cal wasn't at Kentucky, Kentucky fans would hate him, too. It's not... For whatever reason, people have their different reasons, but he's just a guy that not everybody loves. Um, you know, when he's yours, yeah, of course you love him, (laughs) but like, I don't know. They've always, they've always been about coach K. Coach K does everything the right way. and, And then, you know, Cal comes to town and he's just like, you know, he goes total warfare on anybody that, that they play. So, you know, you get why, why it's a different situation. You know, just like, they all, well, until recently, they all loved Izzo. They all loved Bill Self. Um, (laughs) I
1: I don't think there's anything wrong with John
2: Calipari. I don't think there's anything wrong with John Calipari. But when John Calipari was at Memphis, we all thought he was a used car dealer. You know what I mean? He just has yeah, that vibe. Yeah, 100. No, I completely agree. I mean, it's, but
0: I would put, but let, but that was also over a decade ago, and since he's been here, not an ounce of issue, not an ounce of anything. And so, obviously, I'm not even talking about the narrative like that man. But no, I I get it. I get what you're saying too, though. That if you don't have Cal, you hate Cal. Like I get that. And and I agree with you. If, if Calipari was the coach at, I don't know, Kansas, yeah, I'd hate him just as much as everybody else. But he's not. He's here. And every year we see the same stuff over and over and over again from these people about him. And nobody else. And when he was the only one doing one and done, it was terrible for college basketball. He was ruining college basketball. He didn't care about anything. He was just paying all these kids and nobody cared and yada, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And then Coach K starts doing one and done and it's, oh my gosh, how he's adjusted and he's the greatest coach of all time. And he's adapting to the times. And oh my gosh, Coach K is just like, he's like the Pope and he's just the best guy in the world. Do the same damn
1: thing to him. He
0: underachieved in the national way of looking at it. He had the best team and they didn't win. I know I don't know why I'm so I know why I'm so worried about it, but I know the articles aren't going to be written. I know no one is going to say that Coach K did a bad job, but frankly he did. He did a bad job with this team in the sense that when Zion was out for three weeks, they were bad, meaning the rest of the team was not did not improve all year. They rode two guys, Zion and RJ, to the finish, and those two guys weren't enough when they ran up against Michigan State. They didn't have a great team. They had, these, they had three players that were almost better than everybody else, and they had the most talent. But top to bottom, they just didn't have the depth. Again, I am not in the people that's saying that he's just like, I don't think Cal did a bad job or or underachieved and failed. I personally don't think he did because this tournament is tough, man. This tournament is the toughest thing in sports. You have to be better than 67 other teams. That's a hard thing to do. But the national spotlight is always about Calipari sucking and Calipari failing. Well, Coach K did the same. And props to you, Darren, for the picture. Posted on <laughs> First Down Kentucky podcast. The crying Jordan face. Put on Coach K. I respect it. Although thank you for not posting one of it on Zion because I would not have felt the same.
2: No, because, I I'm with, you. Forget, Listen, I'm with it, you, I don't I don't like. I no no I totally agree with you with that I I think it's you know meme mockery of children is is well not children they're adults but you know what I mean you know that's not the same thing as, as putting it on Coach K
0: yeah I mean it, it, at the end of
1: the day it it is what it is but.
0: I'm going to enjoy this because I'm glad that I can watch next weekend and not care. I'm going to sit here and patiently await the article that will never be written about how this is an all time fail job by coach K. And we'll just all have to move on. We're, we're less than six months from uh college football season and, uh, you know, we'll start all over. There you go. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I just I just want to say, you know, for a second before we before we completely move on from this, Dan Wilkin earlier earlier today tweeted two hours ago: four straight years of no Final Fours for Cal. This wasn't his worst tourney stink bomb, but it's definitely worthy. Of top five consideration. Well, guess what, Dan? <laughs> Duke has gone four years without going to the Final Four. Dan, where's the, where where's where's the tweet, Dan? Dan, and then he, and then and then and then Dan, Dan goes. K has five titles. Cal has one. Duke played well today against a hellacious opponent. Only thing I'd criticize, criticize Kay for today is not riding Zion the last three possessions. Ash, unforgivable.
1: Well, Dan, who even reads USA Today Sports?
0: And guess what? K has gone four years without a Final Four, too. And guess what? K does have five titles. And Cal does have one. That's fair. She's also been coaching since 1872 at the same school. (laughs) Darren? (laughs) All right. It just makes me mad. They just refuse to do it. They just refuse to acknowledge that Coach K or anyone other than Cal Perry just, just, they just have to have a guy, and Cal's the guy, and I got to get over it one of these days, but I'm just not going to there.
1: it is really my friend,
2: you, you really are. You have been on an epic rant. Um, and folks, we, you have not downloaded the wrong podcast. This is called First Down Kentucky because it's about UK football, but this is March Madness. Uh, this is our this is our send off to to college basketball episode. Just so everybody knows, uh, clearly Jordan has some very deep feelings about the media and their relationship with Coach K.
0: I agree.
1: You know, I don't even know there. It is what it is.
0: At the end of the day, it was a hell of a year for our Kentucky Wildcats. It was a great memory. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. But we will rebound. We will come back. Strong next year and have another opportunity to to, to win a title in 2020. Um, that's one thing Cal guarantees every year with the talent that he brings in. There um, is there football news that we need to talk about today.
2: <laughs> no, not really. I mean, there's been <laughs> like some still... scrimmages and whatnot, but they there hasn't been anything that's really there's no news, like that.
0: Yeah. So we're about, we're about halfway through spring practice at this point, uh, have the spring game coming up on April 12th. Um, Darren, do you plan to attend?
2: Uh, work schedule allowing. Yes. Yes. I'll try to be there. I have tickets at least. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: I most likely will not. So hopefully you will be there and give us the full recap. Um, of what will hopefully be an exciting spring. From from the little bit that I've heard, um, it was a solid performance by the offense again this weekend in the scrimmage that they had, um, which is obviously encouraging. Uh, but yeah, like you said, really no no big news uh, on the football front. But uh, you know we will have to find something to turn our attention to these next few podcasts. Uh, hopefully, hopefully a lot of fun things happen. And,
2: well, uh, I was hoping weekend. that whoever's been calling in this whole time and then not talking would, would say something. I thought that'd be entertaining for people. I don't know if you've heard the the sound. I don't know if you hear that come through when you're not you're not the host. But we've had somebody calling no, here. Do. They've called three times now, and they, they haven't said anything. They've hung up after, like, five minutes. So I don't know if, like, one I, of our favorite... If so, one of our favorite people is just calling to see how we're doing, but I've just been waiting to call for them to speak up.
0: I I have heard the dings. I have honestly assumed it was you having technical difficulties over there, and uh, and you were coming back in to to join us. Um, I'm gonna have to send him. that's our fearless leader Patrick, and he hears a, he he just heard me ranting every time and decided that he was gonna hang out. Instead of listening to the insanity that I was spewing out for uh, for a few minutes, I
2: it may be I don't know. He um, that. He was calling. He was calling to get his money back for those Minneapolis tickets I bought. I don't know. We'll, we'll Find out. Yeah. I'm
0: sure. I think you and I will still go to Minneapolis. Minneapolis will buy Texas Tech hoodies and we'll have a good time.
2: Oh, yeah. We can go to Mall of America and all that. Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah, we can go ride the roller coaster together, right? There we go. Yes. But Darren, uh, I think this has been a fantastic show. Probably our best yet. Um, do you have any final thoughts
2: this evening? you know, no, I, I think we've, what, you know, why, why add anything to a perfect meal? That's the way I feel about it.
0: I completely agree with you. It, uh, it's been a, uh, been a good, good conversation, um, for us. I think okay. that, You know, I know I did most of the talking, but I think you did great listening to me. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, once again, we truly do appreciate all you guys listening. If you stuck around this long, listening to all my rants uh, means you probably agreed with me. Um, So from that point, we will wrap this up. We will call it a night. Um, again, a great year for the Kentucky basketball program. Um, it sadly, it came to an end. So it's a little bit too early. Um, one game short of another Final Four appearance. But nonetheless, great year. Congratulations to Auburn, uh, Virginia, Michigan State, and Texas Tech for advancing to the Final Four here in 2019. They will all be headed to Minneapolis. Uh, next weekend to battle it out to see who will be crowned the next champion in college basketball. Um, For Darren, I am Jordan. Thank you guys for listening to the First Down Kentucky podcast. Have a wonderful evening. And go Cats.
2: (laughs) Dan.